Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. The myth is that it's all about sex. And my my theory is it isn't just about sex. It's right. actually There's just about the, the sex. It's about the version of yourself that shows up in the affair relationship or the secondary relationship that actually maybe you feel looser maybe you feel more validated you're listening to laid bear charlotte i'm masturbating i told you i'd be doing that all day today hey guys and welcome to laid bear you're joined with me your host oloni i'm your favorite home girl nikki and we have a very special guest with us today lucy Woohoo! Woohoo! Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. I know you used to be on LBC um some time ago. I think I was actually I was a well, I wouldn't say I was a caller, but I was like a guest on the show oh, a long cool. time ago. Yeah. So I remember when you had the sex and relationships slot. It wasn't too long ago. I think it was around probably two eighteen. Yeah, it only finished about a year or so ago. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think I asked someone about it. I was just like, why don't you guys have the sex and relationships slot anymore? And I think they fed me some story about like how lewd people would call in sometimes and they would say like the most random things sometimes. Oh, really? But that's the best bit about live radio for sure. That yeah. is the best bit about live radio. I still wonder like how it's done because I still obviously like I listen to like what, before I go to bed, I'm not going to lie. Like I do play LBC. I put it on the side. But you know, there's a dump button. So there was always like an eight second delay. So if anybody said anything contentious, Ooh. then it wouldn't necessarily go out live. But no, it's, oh. I mean, to be fair, everybody loves it. Everyone yeah. loves the show no. because people are so nosy about other people's relationships exactly and i think that's why it's and i'm here so that you can tell me about your relationships is that right is that (laughs) right it's fine if not i'm leaving now yeah (laughs) (laughs) now we always start off the show with our favorite question lucy you don't have to get involved if you don't want to but feel free if you do want to (laughs) now i'm really happy and it's not going to be about breakfast (laughs) we've done done that it's not going to be about breakfast but yes Miss Nikki, I want to know, when was the last time you got laid last? I haven't been laid. You haven't? Guys, I've been heartbroken. Heartbroken? You know this, I was heartbroken. L- what? When? How many that, that guy? Yeah. That's a long time ago. Still, anyway, we're still... Mm, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's been a while for you. It's been a minute. Yeah. It might change soon-ish. Check back with me the next episode. But I've still been using my Lilo. Ooh, nice. That little toy... <sighs> listen... I'm like the how long I last is getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Last time I'm telling you was about fifty eight seconds. Okay, I see. <laughs> fair enough. I'm not gonna lie, I haven't been late. You guys know fiance is away, but I will say I feel like because it's getting colder, my room is getting even warmer, and I do anything to keep myself warm. So that includes masturbating and finding different ways on how I can do so. But yeah, you said the Lilo toy for you. Mine oh is, God, I need to amazing. get away from my Pro 40. If anyone has any recommendations for me, please feel free to use the hashtag LaidBearPodcast. I'm more than happy. But this is really interesting. So yeah. you both use sex toys yep. yeah. to masturbate. But yep. yeah. So would you get a better quality of orgasm, would you say? Absolutely, I all the so. time. Because I without it, 
Why? So why would you not just use your fingers and hands? Oh, good question. Acrylic nails, not very <laughs> hygiene wise. This is very true. I'm hygiene learning so wise, much. Hygiene wise. So, and I think toys just get me there quicker and faster. That exactly. It's not that the destination. Exactly. It's yeah. the journey. It really is the journey, <laughs> but it depends on what type of journey I want. Do I want the this journey? Do I want the journey that's going to send me to sleep quickly, or do I want the journey that's going to make love to myself? Because it doesn't mean that I won't. Um, what's the word? Um, I call it. God, I don't call it. The world calls it edging in the world of sex. Anyway, um, edging. So I was mm. edging a bit today, where I teased myself, stopped, and I said, "Okay, the battery on the toy is about to like die soon, so this is the perfect time to edge because you want it really. You want it. You want to feel the vibe." vibrations and the intensity so pause that would make me charge cry. it no no <laughs> no, no. edging is a really to. good technique to it have after male or female yeah. it is really important actually because there could be so many situations where actually you do either need to stop yeah or you need to encourage someone else to go a little bit faster or slower or whatever it might be you're, you're just better able to be in tune with your body i yeah. love that yeah, no, absolutely. No, I just I haven't used my Pro 40 because I've lost the charger again. This is like the second or third time. <laughs> Do you not have a drawer beside your bed? No, you and you told me off the yes, last you time. Yeah, you have a drawer beside your bed and then you put all the cables inside there. You see, Keep now I need neatly. to go to Ikea just to store my sex toys. <laughs> <laughs> have you got that special sex toy drawer? Do they have that in their catalogue? Is that how they describe it in Ikea? <laughs> Do you know, I have a sex toy drawer. And if not, why not? <laughs> yeah, I have a sex toy. On the other side of my sex toy, uh -huh. um, on the other side of my bed, so I've got like my lamp and like the, the cables for my phone, my laptop, etc. Then the other side, which uh -huh. is Bay's side actually, but when he's not there, yeah. it's literally like, like, I've Everything. got my sex toy ornament, uh -huh. my sex toy books, and I've got the drawer with all the sex toys. Mm. And usually if my mum comes over, I hide them and throw them. <laughs> Although some of them now look so stylish. They do. They, they could just be, you know, they do, art. No. They could be on your bookshelf and nobody would necessarily know. Absolutely. Apart exactly. from my cleaner, I don't want to scare my cleaner. So again, when she comes <laughs> over, I hide it as well. But we do use it like, um, even usually when we're like filming visuals, we have a dildo that's so pretty. It's really pretty. And we use it as like part of... Um, yeah, just furniture, really. Once when we got cute. burgled, because I get sent all these toys yeah. by everybody. So I've got about, I don't know, 50 Do you give or them 60 out? in boxes. Exactly. I give them <laughs> prizes. I give them to people, okay. you know, friends who are having hen parties. Yeah. Or whatever. We got burgled and the burglar went through the house looking at everything, opening drawers, opening pots, and obviously went into this room and just thought, well, I better open every box because the whole bed was just covered with all these sex toys oh that were taken out of all the boxes. You might, he must have thought, what the holy fuck? What <laughs> Kind of place have I walked how into? How do you? How do we know he didn't even test them out? Oh, I'm that's true. They could have dried afterwards. <laughs> of course, I did throw them away. The horror! The I... horror! The horror! Oh my I'm god! Just envisioning. <laughs> oh yeah, that we is... got burgled 17 times after that. His <laughs> mates came round to have a oh my... <laughs> Oh my God. I am joking. <laughs> I was about to say 17 times. Yeah. So, Lucy, please tell us, um, there's a report that's come out about um, Ashley Madison, and we would love to hear more about it. Of course, when I first heard about Ashley Madison, I'll be honest, it was probably around the 2015 when the whole scandal happened. If you don't know the scandal, Google it. We'll probably talk about it a little bit. We'll see. But um, yeah, do you want to tell us about the new report that's come out? Yeah, there's one that's come out quite recently. It's in tandem with YouGov, who've done some polling of Gen Z uh, people who um, have been, you know, getting in touch with Ashley Madison, which is really interesting because, yeah. as you say, Ashley Madison is a married dating website. Yeah. But what you've got is a really large number of Gen Zers who are not married, yeah. who are aged between, you know, like 18 and 29, they're signing up. 85,000 
of them signed up to Ashley Madison oh, wow. in the last 12 months. Ooh. So with YouGov, Ashley Madison worked uh, asking people in 10 different countries how they felt about sex and relationships. So that's countries like Brazil, Australia, Switzerland, obviously Britain, um, just to sort of get a flavor of what different Gen Zers around the world really feel. Yeah. And what's so interesting is that at least one in four of them think that having a non-monogamous relationship is absolutely fine. And in fact, in a country like Brazil, that goes up to nearly 70%. Mm -hmm. oh, wow. So I think this is what, th there's been a real shift in how people feel about <coughs> monogamy and whether non-monogamy works better for them. Yeah. And I think there's a whole generation that's coming forward saying, I don't think, I can't see myself with the same person for the end of time. I don't blame them. Sometimes I always say, like, even though as someone who is <laughs> engaged, I'm just like, mm -hmm. could, are we going to be monogamous forever? Yeah. Like, you're trying to tell yeah, me. Because you look, you could live to a hundred. I could live to a hundred. And do are we not? Are we? Will we get bored of each other? Is monogamy just this idea that society has really pushed on us? Because, um, you know, they believe that's the only way that relationships should be had when society well when pop culture for example is showing us not that that should be the standard but you know pop culture mm -hmm. literally shows us that it doesn't really work for everyone mm. um i mean if you think about friends and family we all know someone who's divorced we all know someone who has um stepped out in their relationship so maybe we really should try you know adapting different forms of relationship styles that suit mm -hmm. us best instead of forcing the idea of monogamy down each other's throat yeah and also i think it, it different genders have a different approach to this so women interestingly enough seem to be blazing the trail on this one that actually yeah. they're the ones taking their sexual fulfillment and their emotional needs kind of they're taking it so seriously and I think that's partly because women nowadays they're so much more in control of their careers they're yeah. so much more in control of their finances so why would they not want to be in control right. of their sexual fulfillment or their emotional fulfillment yeah and that's where I think you see people making different choices, particularly to what their parents did yeah. or to, as you say, what you see in society. And I think this, there's another global phenomenon, which obviously for Gen Z is they're almost like the first generation that grew up with the internet completely. Yeah. I mean, it, was, it existed before they were born. Yeah. Whereas people like me have had to kind of navigate it as, as we grow up and yeah. as it came into being. And I think that for them, that generation, they, they just see the world in a very different way because they do have access to the world. They do get to see on TikTok, on Reels, on Instagram, what people are saying about relationships in Brazil, in Australia, yeah. in Iran or in yeah. Peru or whatever it might be. Yeah. That actually there's a global phenomenon in terms of people saying, it's just this, this model just isn't working for me anymore. Monogamy yeah. is not the the be all and end all for people anymore. Yeah. So I think, you know, obviously there's a difference between non-monogamy and just straight out, I would just say cheating. There's a difference in the in the setup. So is it more that women are looking to be more non-monogamous or is it that they're stepping out of their relationships more? A bit of both, actually. Yeah. Uh, and that, funnily enough, that speaks to a different report that Ashley Madison brought out maybe yeah. six months ago. Okay. Where people, where they asked men and women, you know, how do you regard your relationship? And for a lot of people, it was about the experimentation and that sense that, I'm not going to say that one person can fulfill all my needs. Mm -hmm. And for men, it's probably an idea of, oh, well, I'll, I'll just sort of see what's out there. But for women, it's a very distinct choice to be able to say, I'm actually going to outsource this to someone else. Yeah. I'm going to. And, and what can happen in couples? I mean, you're, I think the key th distinction is disclosed to non-monogamy 
and cheating, which is obviously slightly more secretive. Whereas with disclosed non-monogamy, you're basically saying to each other, it's not just going to be you and me, baby. It's actually going to be some other people as well. Maybe one other person, maybe more than one other person. Mm. And for which we're probably going to need to create a couple's contract. Yeah. So that it's actually... A couple's contract. ...decided. Yeah, it's not... You don't go to a lawyer. It's not like anything <laughs> yeah, formal. I, but you can just create a word document Of course, you know. Say, oh, yeah, just have well, an agreement of what, what goes and what what's the boundaries. What are the boundaries? What are the rules? What are the sanctions if those rules get broken or those boundaries get broken? Yeah. Everyone's on the same page. My advice would be that that couple's contract kind of gets looked at maybe very regularly in the early days, say maybe at the end of every week yeah. in the beginning, because you never know what's going to come up. It, you know, it could mobilize all sorts of feelings for you. It could, there could be a lot of jealousy. There could be mm. feelings that you never expected. Yeah. So definitely monitor that couple's contract in the early days and then maybe review it once a year. Absolutely. That sounds great. I think what also gets to me is obviously with the reputation, I'm not going to shy away from it, is the reputation that Ashley Madison does have. I remember like when, again, I was saying before we started the show, I was just like, um, I was a bit worried because, okay, one, one of our episodes have literally just got a bit viral because we're talking about a woman who sent us a dilemma. She stepped out of her relationship and so did her friends and she doesn't know what to do because she's just like, here's this guy who can meet all my sexual needs and my partner's great. You know, we are compatible in other ways apart from sex. Like he's okay, but he's not that amazing. And you have a bunch of men online who are just like basically ringing the bell, yelling shame, 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 shame. So it's it's this idea that, you know, obviously we know that it's cheating. It's judgmental. Yeah. And would you say the judgment is coming mainly from men? Yes. Absolutely. And I think it's, there's a reason why I feel like for women, it's it's quite, I don't even think it's the cheating. I think it's just the idea that a woman dares to step out and dares to, you know, have her own pursue, pursue, someone, yeah. pursue her, her own sexual, sexual yeah. exactly and it just scares some people and don't get it twisted cheating is wrong we are I, I'm aware it's not I think any sort of betrayal in, in a relationship whereby you don't tell your partner something that you're doing is wrong especially if you are supposed to be loyal to, to each other and you might have created your own contract where in monogamy it's literally we have to be honest with each other about these things right but I don't know where my point is with this now <laughs> No, I, think, is... I think there's a really interesting debate to be had yeah. about, I mean, I gave a TED talk and... Um, yeah, I watched it. Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Oh, okay. So infidelity to stay or go. What is actually the end result of, of infidelity? Because it, it will affect people. Even yeah. and, and I think a lot of people who are in, even if they're in blissfully happy relationships, have in the back of their mind that sense of, how would I react yeah. if something like this happened to me? If If betrayal or infidelity kind of rocked our world what would I do mm. and my observation is that theoretically a lot of people have a very hard line about it yeah. you know one strike and you're out cheating is wrong betrayal is is bad yeah. secrecy is a no-go area but I think the reality is much grayer than that and yeah. I think there are all sorts of ways in which relationships can survive and actually be made stronger as a result of the honesty that comes out of the discovery of betrayal. Wait, so, you, not, so you think that cheating can make the relationship stronger? I think how the aftermath of that is handled yeah. can actually open up conversations that have probably Ooh, been... Not me, boy. ...left to... <laughs> 
I think I think unfortunately couples yeah. get into ruts. But yeah, there like are they get into there are couples out there where they don't have conversations. They might say to me if they come to work with me clinically as a psychotherapist, yeah. or if they ring my radio show, yeah. they're saying, uh, you know, oh, I've told him this a million times. I've told her that thousands of times. Mm-hmm. But actually, have you really been listening to each other? Have you really been paying attention mm-hmm. to each other's needs? Yeah. And I think what's really interesting is that often what happens in couples is that is the betrayer yeah. will often say, well, I, you know, I was very unhappy in this way you were focusing on your career or you were focusing on the kids or your parents or whatever it was and the other person turns around and says well do you think I was happy as well yeah you know that that actually there could be two very unhappy people in a relationship and if that then gets laid bare and the two of you can work on that then actually the potential for you staying together in a stronger more honest and authentic relationship is very real yeah but i found in like my past experience experiences that men lie about why they cheat because they did it for the sake of doing it well if they if they even know i mean my my contention would be that well certainly the the myth is that it's all about sex and my my theory is it isn't just about sex it's actually just about the, the sex it's about the version of yourself that shows up in the affair relationship or the secondary relationship that actually maybe you feel looser maybe you feel more validated or more seen maybe maybe you do feel a bit more powerful or or maybe a bit more submissive i mean there are ways in which people often hide from their loved ones mm. the person that they really want to be. And that is this, true. This relationship. And, and, and that's not just even with cis-hetero relationships. You have men who are in, who are supposed totally. to be in straight it's, relationships, but then you find out that there's this other sexuality that they also have and they don't really get to live that. Fa- well, not even just sexuality, it could be fantasy as well, that yeah. they don't really... You know, want to live, and also with... it's not gender specific. I mean, it's not, yeah, not of course, just talking about yeah, yeah. normative of relationships. Of course, we're it's talking about all, all relationships, or even secret ones as well, because not everyone can be open about their sexuality as well. Definitely. But yeah, I, I guess I get, I kind of get what you're saying because I kind of, when you think about TV shows that have any manner of woman non-binary cheating, you actually do see another version of themselves mm-hmm. when they're with that secondary partner. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting. But I'm, I'm st- but still, I feel like for those who are listening, there will be people who are still shaking their head like, no, I still don't <laughs> buy that. Like, I'm not, you know. But the I'm question still is, not- what, are, what are they shaking their head at? Yeah. Are they shaking their head about the idea that they wouldn't ever cheat? And that I, I can understand someone who says, I just could never do that. Yeah. Either from a, um, a physiological point of view, from a moral point of view, yeah. from a, just an opportunistic point yeah. of view, that there could be all sorts of reasons. And it just, they're, they take their vows very seriously whatever it might be but the problem is what do you do when it happens yeah because human human relationships are really mutable and they are they're so finely balanced that actually you need to think about the things that are really important to you and that's in a way that's why this YouGov um, Ashley Madison survey was so telling it was there's a generation out there that are asking themselves these questions before they get into a relationship, yeah. before they have an opportunity to find out whether this person is faithful or not. Yeah. They're actually trying to construct a model that works for them mm. around how would I feel if there was a third person in this relationship? How would I feel if it was secret? How would I feel if it was made public? So there's a really interesting mm. stats around whether people feel obliged to kind of go online to go public with the fact that they've got this secondary relationship and what yeah. that what that speaks to whether they want that validation and i just worry that because because we have such black and white thinking about relationships we're missing the gray area which is that actually 
this could happen to you or you might be tempted. And and then yeah. what, does that, what does that do to your sense of self if you've said, oh, I, I think, you know, people who cheat are morally reprehensible and then you find yourself in that kind of situation. Then yourself. what do you do? Then does you realise, yeah. You're morally reprehensible. Exactly. No, you then turn around to me and say, I have felt very unloved, very unfulfilled in my relationship. My partner ignores me. Their parents hate me. My children are me. Let me give you an example, which is a very extreme example. Yeah. And it, I think it will be outside of the remit of many of your listeners. But to me, it really helped me reframe things. Uh, it was two things, actually. One, the majority of people who have affairs do not want to end their primary relationship. That is not yeah. the reason why they're having the affair. And there are a few subset who might be actually hoping that the infidelity will kind of put the kibosh on the relationship in general when it gets discovered. But yeah. that's very few and far between. But I had a caller to my LBC show who, um, who was 64, I think. So, you know, not... 94 but 64 still healthily active and wanted to be healthily active sexually mm. but their partner was unwell oh. and they couldn't and they were almost a 24 7 carer oh. and so they contacted ashley madison and they started a relationship with someone who was about eight or ten years younger and it was just a very beautiful experience for this person mm. to feel more alive to feel seen mm. to feel treasured and we can understand that because we make judgments about the fact, oh, well, if that person, if that partner was unwell, then that makes it all right. Well, my, my question to your listeners is, why does that then not make it right if you're being ground down because your career is overwhelming you and your kids are too demanding and your partner is never there? Why, why is that? That's... You could understand why somebody yeah. might do that. I was then. I was going to ask. So I'm guessing the sick partner didn't know about the person Did that they not had. Know. No. Yeah, and I think that's what gets me sometimes. I wish that we grew up understanding that we don't really own people. We're supposed to experience them, and maybe there's different ways. I th again, I feel like monogamy is so like really forced down our throats. Because even though I understand what you're saying, and it's true, at the end of the day, people are human. Um, when you step out of your relationship, there are many reasons. And it is annoying sometimes. Even I see it when people are just like, oh, you should just leave. I'm just like, it's not that easy. easy. They've got a mortgage together. <laughs> like, it's not that easy. Of course, there are kids and... You know, I do still encourage people to leave if they're not happy, especially women. Um, I do encourage people to leave if they're Listen, not happy. And if it's an abusive and relationship, and it's an abusive relationship, have you have, have to, to go. go. Like that's not even up yeah. for debate. Cheat, cheat, and cheat and cheat if you're in an abusive relationship, but leave, <laughs> leave and leave and leave. That's my own personal message. Yeah, but at the same time, I feel like if there is all these things happening whereby you're unhappy, it's sort of though you're living a double life. Like I understand that people make mistakes and that nobody because. My politics is that you shouldn't step out. Mm -hmm. But then I'm not going to pretend I've never been in this situation where I'm just like, well, that wasn't right. You've definitely emotionally, you shouldn't have flirted with that person. Mm. You shouldn't have led that person on and then stopped because you remembered that you're actually in a relationship. Like, I'm going to be honest with you guys, okay? I'm not perfect, but I'm not going to pretend I don't still hate the concept of, of cheating. cheating yeah. But if I could go back, when the whole, like, I mean, for those who don't know, there was the whole scandal with Ashley Madison when things went crazy and people found out, you know, what Ashley Madison was and um, what was they do. a data breach. Yeah, a data breach people that happened. Yeah. And um, yeah, the Ooh. hackers revealed everyone's um, information. It was a scary time, but also a time where I was just like, I didn't know this was a thing. I don't know why I was shocked because... 
those type of sites have existed for a very long time. But I obviously it now it's formalized something that has been around for a very long yeah. Time. I mean, adultery is it's in the Bible. Yeah, you shouldn't commit it. So it must have been going on back then. Yeah, in that kind of way. And I think that is it. As you say, there is such a grey area sometimes if you are working with someone or if you do meet them on a holiday or, or you know you go to your tennis club or your football club or your photography club or bell ringing or whatever yeah. it might be and you end up starting a friendship with someone yeah. right. you know at what point does there is there a voice in your head that says well this might be going down a different direction but you actually haven't had a conversation with the other person so you don't want to presume yeah, yeah. you know it's a it's a minefield yeah because that's like a very gen z thing you know there's this thing on twitter just social media about your work wife or your work husband like how far <laughs> does it go so there's this thing about if you've got like a work wife so the woman that a man at work might find like a little bit attractive you have guys have banter a special relationship it could go there's down a connection the road. yeah there's a connection yeah it's and it could go down connection. that road of cheating so that's yeah. what i thought of when you said that like it always starts off as something yeah that's what oh my god this but you topic. but do you think that that's literally what ashley madison are trying to do because i feel like even the tagline you know life is short have an affair to me when i think about it i'm not thinking oh they care about the people who are in relationships with someone who is sick mm -hmm. i think they're just thinking about you know a rich white man who has a lot of money and you know is tired of his wife and just wants something to play with or someone to play with from time to time not i don't want to say justify but like you know is there a part of you that's still feels like oh this isn't you know exactly a good thing because let's be real i mean the i think i read that the main uh, the people who are on the roster for um ashley madison are mostly men not it's not women and it's not, i don't think it's no, gen I z think, women no, i think it's 50 50 is it 50 50 now yeah i mean that's the really interesting okay. thing and yeah. i think when i did my ted talk i think that was out of a realization that there are just so many people who are in situations like this where yeah. they, they feel so miserable in yeah. their relationships. And, and, and my big question would be, where, where, where is our judgment around society's expectation that you should stay in a miserable Before situation yeah. without yeah. taking any steps? Yeah. And there was some quite interesting uh, political discussion earlier this year about whether, for example, the the government of the day or maybe parties in the future should alter the tax system in order to make it more attractive for people to stay married. Yeah. And I remember thinking, holy fuck, have we got to the place <laughs> where They're begging people us. are not allowed to leave yeah. a miserable or a toxic or an abusive or just fundamentally demeaning relationship. One that diminishes you, that that encourages you to play small. And actually yeah. it really hurt me to think of all the progress that has been made, particularly in terms of women's rights, to destigmatize issues around single mums, mm. around women blazing a trail, women asking for divorce. Because yeah. by far they are the biggest category of women, uh, of, of people over 45 asking for divorces. It's being driven by women. Really? It must be a oh, Actually, that doesn't that. shock me. Women, yeah, you, women usually ask for divorces, sorry. Yeah, I don't and, the, and then the men, you know, run off into the arms of someone else in a Young fortnight, but that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Because what the woman is doing is saying, yes, but you were, you were kind of, 
you, you treated me shabbily, so now that's fine. I'm walking away from that. Some, that's someone else's problem now. Yeah. But the woman is standing firm and saying, I deserve more than this. Yeah. And have we have we got to the situation where governments of the day <laughs> are tinkering, tinkering around the edges of tax policy yeah. in order to force, let's be clear, to force people to stay together? Yeah, and and I so I'm afraid it to me it isn't really black and white about yeah. saying oh, oh it's definitely medicine exists and is that a good or a bad thing? It's like no judgment here. Yeah. No judgment. I don't know. I think because I, I picture, when I picture like uh, an Ashley Madison user, I'm not thinking, because that, that report is interesting because again, when I think of Ashley Madison, I'm not thinking of Gen Z. Correct. I'm yeah. thinking of... Um, a bit older. Yeah. And like, I think that's why Ashley Madison approached YouGov to really drill down into the polling for yeah. this. Because YouGov has representations, you know, in multiple continents. And it was really about saying, okay, so, so what is going on in... Canada and in Austria, you know, that actually what we're seeing is a global phenomenon. Yeah. And it's, I think it's changing the way that people will think about relationships mm. in general. And, yeah. and as a result, it will change the way people think about monogamy and whether that's outdated or whether that's a model that can Monogamy last. is definitely outdated. It, it shouldn't, if, like, I wish we did, again, I keep saying this, I know I've been saying it for ages, but I really do wish like, we, we, I know other societies around the world or other like, you know, um, cultures around the world do practice like different forms of relationships, but I wish that was something that was practiced as well in the Western world, exactly. which it just isn't. But um, what, like polyamory? Do you mean polyamory? All forms of like open relationships, whether that's polyamory, poly polyamory, polygamy, or just yeah, different forms of non-monogamous relationships, because it just feels as though we're just you've got a bunch of I will speak for millennials anyway, but we said this last time you have a bunch of millennials who are forcing themselves into relationships, and then they're like, hold up, wait, don't actually want this, and then they leave. And I'm talking about marriage, not just relationships. Yeah, I'm talking really? about they get married. Yeah, I have so many friends. Who've got married and in the last or separated. six years or yeah, yeah five six years and they're, they're getting separated. They feel that society is or families or it's culture. I think it's I think yeah. ours is I think it's mostly culture. It's a cultural, it's a cultural thing, thing, especially if you're talking about like our background where it's you go to university, you meet your wife or your husband at university, you get married, but then we're finally we're I feel like we're fighting back against our families yeah. and we're like no I don't want this so you can't force me yeah. to have it so I don't know I just okay my next question is what happens after so you have this person who's just like right I like the person who I've met on this website they're a great laugh you know we hit off really well um and they bring up they bring out this other part of me what then happens when the wife or the husband then finds out because sometimes it happens well what then what what how do you what what happens then how do you navigate that? yeah how do you navigate so that's it? yeah so that's really the subject is you know what yeah. happens at that moment of of betrayal and your and your discovery of that and i think that actually it's then beholden on both sides yeah to look at what they had created as their primary couple because a couple creates the couple it's yeah. not just one person or the other and even if your partner is 99% responsible for the emotional pain that you are now currently wading yeah. through. That still leaves 1% for you to look at and own Ooh, and work point. on. Yeah. So this isn't about saying, oh, it must be your fault then. You know, you were too busy, you know, giving some Uber presentation around the world or something. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well. 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Yeah. Neglecting your family life at home or... Maybe you were looking after the kids or or the elderly parents or whatever it was, or you had too many dogs or I don't know. Um, but were you the person that didn't hear your, when your partner came back from work and said, I, I hate my job, I, f- I just feel so overwhelmed by it all. Were you the one that just said, um, oh, well, you know, never mind. Let's, uh, you know, what's for dinner or whatever. Did you stop listening to each other? Did you stop sharing your needs? Yeah. And. But I just feel like you can do all of that and beyond for like, I'm speaking as um, just obviously as a cis-hetero woman. I feel like you can do everything and more for a guy. He's still going to look at another woman in a short skirt he will still look over his shoulder you could be everything and more that's what my where my worry is i wish there was like i don't know if it does exist you don't want to don't want to give everything away do you there has to be a certain amount of mystique and that's that's my worry yeah i think couples the very thing that couples long for Mm. which is the closeness that you have the the fact that you don't have to go out clubbing anymore you can just sit at, at home, home and watch uh you know something on telly yeah uh, or just cook some ridiculous spaghetti bolognese together that, I had that before i came here wonderful. <laughs> did you not bring any here <laughs> sorry about that um the very thing that couples crave which is comfort yeah is the very thing that then starts to kind of create friction which is Mm. that it might seem boring that it might seem very stale that you're in a bit of a routine every Thursday night we go to Sainsbury's and every Friday we do this and then we take little Johnny to you know whatever on a Sunday and you get (sighs) into this routine yeah which both feels very safe Mm. and can feel very claustrophobic yeah so but why not have have to be very alert for that so why not have a conversation and say hey babe how about we explore this type of relationship because I've got friends in the sex industry who are also like sex content creators and some of them are married and they're in open marriages you'd never know because none of your business but you know they tell me they'll tell me like yeah we're in open we're on and off so they'll tell me like this period we're off okay this period we're open again Mm -hmm. so they close it so they have that sort of relationship because I do get it it can be if you've got the same schedule yes it's going to be boring eat with with kids without kids marriage Mm -hmm. no marriage if you're with someone and if you're both on the same page for that yeah that's absolutely brilliant yeah. i have no problem with yeah, that my course. worry is that where one side kind of bounces the other side into doing it yeah or as you say the moment where it becomes back on again yeah there's another person thinking oh, i wish it wouldn't i really preferred it when it was off and i'd yeah. love to give it and but i think it's uh, you you're absolutely right it's about having those conversations yeah but the as you will know from 
the conversations you've had with other people that actually we're notoriously bad in our relationships of actually saying what Sharing. we feel and what we want yeah. because we're so scared of rejection. We I are. was going to say this around communication. Sometimes I feel like this communication actually really works, especially for our generation. Like we do so much talking outside, but sure. are we really talking therapist. inside? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I think it's, Part of the problem, and this is in heteronormative relationships a yeah. little bit more so, that actually women really love doing what we're doing, which is basically mm -hmm. chatting, okay. gossiping, swapping ideas, kind of, it's like- Opening our emotions. When yeah. you have the sort of, you know, the um, baboon community and they're, they're picking each other's nits off the back. You know, mm. you've, you've probably seen them. I've been on Safari, you've seen it. <laughs> But it's a soothing yeah. process. You kind of it's very cathartic. Oh gosh. So you you're getting you're clearing the debris. And yeah. and we love that because it actually gives us a spike, gives girls a spike in oxytocin, which is that kind of ah. feel-good hormone. So it's do like, they not get the spike of oxytocin? They don't, the men, men don't get the same spike. They just the, the idea that you could talk about your problems or mm. actually confess what your deepest feelings are, men are like what exactly get me into my cave get me really? into my you say you're psychotherapist yeah oh, yeah so you're systemic because i could tell by the way you speak because so am i but then this is why i'm so hell-bent on talking because that's what systemic is is to actually bring around the talking and work around it so now any situation i get in i feel like i'm going off like about being clear what is this where are we going what do we want and i just don't feel like it works you sound like I, every woman in the world. I like, don't. Believe me, you're not special. We all be doing that. Even, even and you, they still lie. <laughs> even using my professional practice is like, okay, think about my language, my tone. What do I want from this? What am I giving? And I'm like, okay, I'm hitting my head against a brick wall now. Yeah. So what do I do? Yeah. <laughs> I do think there is a certain amount of education that needs to take place. And yeah. if you're in a relationship, Emotional, let's yeah. say again, in a heteronormative relationship, or mm -hmm. maybe even, maybe not so much, but... It could be in a uh, same sex, I guess, but it very much if you're dealing with the other person, mm. you are going to have to understand what their communication style is and educate them about your communication style. Yeah. Uh, because, again, there is so many potential opportunities for it falling apart mm -hmm. and falling yeah. down. But I just think never, never give up having those conversations. Yeah. And if yeah. eventually you are with someone who is just, mm -hmm. you know, a bit like going around like that, la, 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 I don't want to hear you. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, Where I know. Not that I can think of anyone in particular. Uh, um, so it's a, it's a, it's an in-law. It's not working. <laughs> but the idea that sometimes you just can't communicate with that person, yeah. and you know, if you're speaking Portuguese and they're speaking French, and you don't, you can't gel. Yeah, I say run, um, or find be, someone who can maybe who can meet you halfway. Yeah, who is prepared to say. I get very uncomfortable when you talk about these topics, but I know how important it is for you. And I am doing my best to listen, mm -hmm. but I also just need to go into my cave when I'm worried about stuff. And that that's hard, that's hard sometimes for us to yeah. recognize. I remember the first time I actually witnessed that happening with somebody right. actually going into the sort of corner of the garden to pace about something. And I just thought that was insane. I thought that, you know, surely we could talk about it. Yeah. Uh, it's like, no, 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 they have to go out. And, and again, that's part of the beauty of being in a relationship, yeah. learning about how someone else does something and then oh, thinking, yeah. well, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, but I'll I'll have to, you know, I'll have to compromise on that one. Yeah. Um, but as you say, sometimes these things are bigger red flags. If it's a really mm. big deal for you and this person isn't budging, mm. then that tells you something. Yeah, oh, well. that you should run. <laughs> oh, I need to take some notes because I have a conversation that needs to be heard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to start writing. Should we role play it now? <laughs>
<laughs> Who do you want me to be? Who am I being in this conversation? <laughs> oh, should we do it? If you should want to. Yeah, go on. That would be hilarious. Right. So what, so what gender am I? A man. Right. Okay. So I feel like when you cheated and you left, you didn't really consider my feelings. Yeah, but I said sorry. But then sometimes, like, sorry just doesn't fix how I really feel. I want you to actually explain to me that you do understand what I'm saying, just part and just not say sorry. Yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, but can we just move on from this? It happened. It happened. How long ago was this? But the, it was two months ago, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Oh wow! Look at me doing too much. Um, but then, how do I know? So, how do we move on from me? How do I know that you're not going to do this again? Because if you're comfortable to I've do this the first you, time, babe, I've told you, I'm not going to do it again. Do you not believe me? Is this what you just don't trust me? Do you? You just don't. No. Trust me. And then you see, how does this conversation go down? Yeah, but that's that's the thing. Sometimes I feel like closure when it comes mm-hmm. into relationships, especially because we're talking it's about... closure a scam. You just brought up cheating. I don't think closure <laughs> is a scam. Right, okay. Yeah. So here's, here's a different way of doing it, okay? okay. Yeah. So um, it's called the five-minute conversation, okay. which isn't... It doesn't mean it lasts for five minutes. What it means is... And, and also, I mean, it was very... It was very beautiful that you did start immediately. But actually what you need to do is plan for the conversation. It needs to be, it needs to happen in a really respected space. So you can't just suddenly say, oh, can I I talk to you about something? So obviously this is a bit of an artificial construct. So Mm -hmm. forgive me for that one. But it's about sitting down with someone in a very prescribed time Mm -hmm. and then saying, right, I'm going to talk for five minutes Mm -hmm. and I really need you to listen because at the end of the five minutes Mm -hmm. I need you to repeat back to me Mm -hmm. what you think you've heard me say and then you know men don't like to listen are you gonna pass the exam but the important thing is Mm -hmm. that then the table gets turned Mm -hmm. and they speak for five minutes and you don't interrupt and you don't say anything and then you have to repeat back what it is you think you've heard. I'm taking you know, notes. Right, it's recording. You can quite literally listen to it after. Oh, <laughs> no, but I need it. For, no, but I need it for like... Yeah, you, yeah, you won't forget. <laughs> you don't have to take notes. Yeah, go on. I take notes. <laughs> so I just think that is a really important way for couples to have a conversation because it means not only do I feel like I get to say what I want to say, yeah. mm-hmm. but I also have the experience of the other person repeating it back. Now, the key thing is they mustn't, there's no judgment in their reporting back. So they're not Mm -hmm. saying, when you say, I feel really sad, da, 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 and it Mm -hmm. happened two months ago, they're not, it wasn't two months ago, it was like six weeks. No, 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 that's not their role. Mm -hmm. Their role is literally to say, okay, so what I've heard you say Mm -hmm. is that you're really sad that what I've done and then the conversation goes on like that. Okay. But they're not, no one's allowed to interrupt anybody. Mm-hmm. No one's allowed to put their point of view. And if you if you notice that the two of you are doing that, then yeah. you have to go back to the beginning and start your five yeah. minutes all over yeah. again. And to be fair, sometimes this is better done in front of like a third party, like a psychotherapist. But you can eat, you can definitely do it on your own. Good luck. If they're a narcissist though, if they're a narcissist, (laughs) I have no hope for you. No, no, my worry about the narcissist is that they're just very good at telling you what you want to hear. Exactly. They do tell you what you want to hear and that's what becomes even scarier. Oh God. Anyway, guys, I'll report back to you next week. (laughs)
<laughs> that was amazing advice. Thank you so much, Thank DC. You so much. That was really good advice. I know. Speaking of advice, we have a couple dilemmas. We always do dilemmas at the end of the show because <laughs> we have been talking. Do you know what? I'm not going to lie. You have given me a different perspective when it comes to Ashley Madison because when I hear the when I hear the name, I'm not going to lie to you. Mm-hmm. The thing, the first thing that pops up in my head is men who work in the city who just want to cheat and mm-hmm. live a fast life. That's immediately what mm. comes to mind okay but, so yeah and then but it's just changed. think of the lady age 60 but then now yeah I've got, we've got her in my all head the all the gen z the gen z that's what i'm saying and it shouldn't really be a surprise at the same time because if you think about it lifestyle and the way we use the internet society is changing and just as you mentioned in the beginning it is gen z who grew well who who didn't grow up with the internet? They actually grew. Actually, they did grow up with the internet, they did, didn't they? Yeah. yeah, I wanted to it was say just like, there. yeah, it was just there. Basically, I feel like millennials grew up with the internet because it was like, yeah, for us. But yeah, so it makes sense as to why things would probably change and why you got that report as mm-hmm. well. I'm not gonna lie, I'm still fearful because I do feel like when it comes to cheating, the repercussions for cishet women and cishet men is never the same. I feel like society's a lot more kinder to men when they step out. They are expected to step out in a sense and women are accept are expected, especially in like black culture, we're expected to just Absolutely. like forgive, pray, beat the demon or the devil out of them <laughs> she said and make it work. But I'm just like, why? Why? When you could either cheat back or just leave. But um yeah, I do I do feel like there is that different perspective where we were talking about the people who were sick. There are a lot of great areas, guys. You know, I'm still I still feel like you know, context definitely does matter. It matters a whole lot. Um, am I 100% for it? I don't know, but I but it, I love the fact that we're having this conversation yeah. and it's giving us a different perspective because if you weren't here, we'd probably just be having our own conversation with, yeah, no, with no context is, or no experience. That there are some people out there for whom it is extremely important, important and extremely... And and we can't judge that. Yeah, because right. you've you just don't know what other people are going, are through. going through. It's true. No, it's true. I think the only uh, the only part where I'm gonna lie, I'm not gonna lie, where I do judge is where I'm just like, you have everything you want. Why are you doing this to this woman? She gives you everything you want. Or the woman where it's just or like she's pregnant. You know exactly when she's pregnant or something. <laughs> or if it's a guy who's busting his ass, he's got two jobs, he's giving you everything you want. He's there for you. He's a he's an amazing lover. He's great for you emotionally. Mm-hmm. He's supportive, and you're stepping out him then i'm thinking oh my god like Mm -hmm. what more do you want if you want an open relationship have that conversation and say because i feel like you can find what you want with anyone there are so many people in this world if we just have an open and um honest conversation about the type of relationships that we want Mm -hmm. i feel like we would get a lot more further i've got friends who are in open relationships and i'm not gonna lie when i first stepped into the sex world i was just like how the hell have they got this? Like, is this really a thing? And then when I got used to it, I was just like, this is beautiful. Like, I love it. Like, it works for them. And they're both happy. They're both honest. Mm -hmm. And you just see it more. Like, the more I got into the world, the more I started to see it. And I was just like, I wish this could be done a lot more. But I know that our community... Will shame us. (laughs) The black community will definitely, like, look at you sideways. You're in an open what? An exactly. open, was an open relationship. You won't even be able to go back to church. I mean, look at Will and Jada. <laughs> look at Will and Jada right now. Like, we haven't let them rest for how Well, Jada, you ain't let us rest, to be fair. She has got a book out. There. She has got a book I out. Do, That's what I'm saying. I she hasn't worry. let us rest. Quite a lot of this has been framed in terms of the publicity. Do you think so? You think so? From even from the, the Chris Rock? No. No. That was just very weird. Yeah. That was the, the fact that they were living 
the fact that their relationship was the way it was structured for seven when, years when that slap yeah. took place was very odd but that just shows it you to don't me, know that just shows me how much of it is all about the artifice and the publicity it's always optics and it also tells me that you just really never know anyone's what's true relationship you don't know exactly. what's going on yeah. so mind your business mind your business and drink some water my big thing is don't judge absolutely right let's do some dilemmas quickly before um, we oh pal okay so we always ask you guys to send us your dilemmas Um, the last dilemmas we did two weeks ago we've seen all the comments we've seen the abuse guys we hear you we hear you women shouldn't cheat they should just twiddle their fingers and sit there Um, (laughs) no I'm joking but um, right first dilemma you can send yours to simplyoloni.com forward slash ask is how can I bring up the idea of my sexual fantasies to my partner? I'm scared it will scare him off. Yeah, I've been scared to bring up sexual fantasies to a partner. I don't know. Like, I mean, I know. We just briefly touched on this as well. I think yeah. I think it's about creating a jumping off point. So the person could say, I was listening to this podcast and or I was... Exactly. Know, I saw Lucy Beresford on Instagram talking about this topic. What do you think about it? And... Mm. I was really intrigued by it. What do you think about it? So that's yeah. the thing. The first thing is you put it out there as a topic for conversation as opposed to say, can I just say I want you to dress as a fireman and then <laughs> okay. I would be... Uh, it's So it's more exploratory and it's yeah. very much about having the gentle conversation about the topic in general rather than going for the specific of what your fantasy is because some people's fantasies are quite vanilla and others are way more kinked related and might be a little bit more extreme and therefore you have to gauge and if the person has obviously said oh I've never thought about that you still have the conversation that's why I think the whole Ashley Madison thing is really interesting because until you start talking about this thing until you start talking about the different dimensions of relationships Mm. it is harder to find out what your partner thinks so I think it's about start the topic and then almost play with the idea what could we do what would be fun yeah um and then at some point you drop in your thing but you don't necessarily have to say this is my thing you say well i just heard lucy talking about this or i heard aloni talking about it Um, just to see i mean it's important to own your truth Mm. but if your worry is about rejection just frame it and couch it in a really kind and loving way and then it won't feel so scary you might be building it up as something quite scary. And I think if you're on the opposite end where your partner's telling you something, try not to be too judgmental because you have to ask yourself like, oh my gosh, this probably took exactly. a lot of guts for them to be open about don't this. Don't embarrass them. Yeah. I've had so many sexual partners in the past where in the back of my mind, I'm just like, I know they feel comfortable telling me this because mm. of my job and I'm not judging, but hey, I would never know by looking at you that you were into that stuff. That's, That's right. what I'm thinking. <laughs> but there so, is also yeah. a worry that um, people might misunderstand the whole nature of um, the sexual fantasy. Yeah. Uh, the and they might think, oh, does, so does this mean that I'm not enough for you? Yeah. Are you basically trying to up the ante by not about you. You know, having some particular thing? Because what we're doing, what we've been doing for the last, whatever it is, three months, three years, 30 years, <laughs> actually hasn't been fulfilling you. Have you been keeping this from me for the whole time? So yeah. it, it is a conversation that needs to be handled yeah. quite delicately right. because the other person might feel inadequate. Of course. So you're the one thinking, oh, I can't mention the thing I'm interested in because I might be rejected. Well, imagine how they also might be feeling that you're yeah. talking about this and they might worry that it means they're not enough. Yeah, no, that's really amazing. Thank you so much for that advice. Also, I saw a kink jar on social media that I thought was really cool. A kink jar. It's a kink jar. So basically it's like this sheet and it has different, it has jars and on each jar is a type of kink. So it could be like a foot fetish. It could be like dress up. It could be... Okay. 
I don't, I can't, there's so many kinks in the world. I, I'll be here forever. But like, you can maybe like print one out and maybe like play a game, make a game out of it. Like, you know, tick yeah. which, which kink jar. Okay. Well, it's a bit yeah. like those cool. position dice where yeah. you just, you know, it's kind of out of your hands because you're just rolling the dice. Yeah. And then, and then you get to play. And so you don't have to necessarily own it and say, yes, I'm the one that wants sex with a nun. It's your <laughs> saying, I, well, this is quite interesting. You know, I wonder what that would be like. Yeah, that would, exactly. So there you go. I hope that helps um, those who are listening and the person who sent that in. And the nun who's listening. And the nun who's listening. <laughs> So last one, my friends with benefits told me he's having sex with other people, but I wanted him exclusively to myself. Is this selfish? selfish. I think yes and I don't no. know. Yes no, I mean, you only have one life and at some point you have to be quite self-absorbed mm-hmm. about what, what are my desires, what are my preferences. Yeah. yeah. And if your preference is to be in an exclusive relationship with this person, that's... that's no, but the friends with benefits... Exactly. So, but if but if that's your preference, yeah, and you've chosen and you've fallen in love maybe with this person with whom you're having a an fob relationship, then then th- that's the moment at which you have to ask yourself: Well, am I waiting for the impossible? Is this person just never going to commit to me? Yeah. And in a way, that they're sort of saying that, aren't they? They're saying yeah. actually, I'm not exclusive in this one, unless of course you haven't had the conversation. If you haven't had the conversation about exclusivity. Now is the time to have yeah. the conversation. But of course, people, are, I am assuming that the person who's written in yeah. is terrified to do that because the per, the, they're frightened the other person will say, no, 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 I think I've just explained to you, I'm, I'm shagging loads of other people. <laughs> so I'm not in the, <laughs> but I, I think it's still, for the sake of your heartache, you kind of want to know now rather than in two years time. That yeah, actually, And that's a horrible. I had a friend, I had a friends with benefit situation like, I can't even remember, maybe like a year or two ago. And I did get jealous like when I realised he was having sex with other people. But then I had to... And then I just reined myself in and I was like, do I really want him like that? Mm, No. What, did you want him more than that? No. I had to think of that. Like, okay, just to... Because I didn't like having those feelings that, okay, I'm jealous. So I was thinking, do I really want him more than a friend? No, we're okay with being friends. Let's just keep it what it is. And I brought it up to him. Very difficult, I can't lie to you. I did bring it up to him and we just spoke about just it is what it is, kind of. So if you want this guy to be exclusive with you he might not agree I can't lie to you because if he's enjoying his fruits elsewhere then that's a man he's enjoying but I just feel like you should talk about it and really evaluate what friends with benefits means to you yeah it's very much about your your desires and Mm. your preferences what what do you want once you've owned that to yourself then it's harder to not then ask the other person once but once you've admitted it to yourself it's Mm -hmm. harder to keep that secret Mm -hmm. if you haven't really asked yourself that question then you could Mm -hmm. be ping-ponging around for a long time i said yes and no because i think is it selfish in a way because it's just like the relationship we've already established is that we're just friends with benefits that's Mm -hmm. it we're 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 nothing emotional it doesn't mean that i can't have sex with other people friends with benefits just like me yeah but relationships aren't like you know if you go into an italian restaurant yeah and you've committed to go to an italian restaurant and everyone is signed up for it and looking forward to it yeah and you sit down and you say Where's the Chinese food? Mm-hmm. No one is going to... People are going to say, but we, when we, you knew you were coming to an Italian Yeah, You don't serve Chinese food. Yeah. But relationships change. And I think it's perfectly possible to oh, no, start definitely. in a f- yeah. FOB. And, and then it say, changes. 
because somebody develops feelings for the other person mm. or the other person thinks actually this isn't enough for me and I want FOB with like seven other people. Yeah. So you definitely... You and can change your mind. Yeah. And you yeah. can change your mind anytime. Even when you're in a committed relationship with that person and even if you get married. My point is always keep having the conversations because yeah. even if you're married even if you've been married for 10 years or 30 years you, you need to keep yeah. having the conversations about are you still having fun am i yeah. still you know am i still giving you what you want and yeah. are you still giving me what i need yeah that's good i was gonna say the reason why i was gonna say no it's also not selfish is because at the end of the day it's sex it's your sexual health and i think everyone should be selfish about their sexual health when yeah, i say I'd, selfish i definitely would want to know what yeah i would want to i would want to know i want to know what you that's why i said yes and no because i was just like uh friends with benefits like uh, we know like the rules to friends with benefits means that we're just having sex like i feel like I don't know. I don't want to say globally because I don't know globally, but I feel like when we talk about friends with benefits, it just means we're just fucking. Yeah. But you are allowed to ask, are you sleeping with anybody else? I'm not really cool with that. I'd prefer if it was just us two. Okay, cool. That's yeah. the rules. And then like you mentioned as well, it can change. But then where I say, reason why I say that it's not selfish is because if you're having sex with like, you know, many other people are you always using protection with them are those mm. people on birth control when was the last time they got tested what was the last time you got tested yeah, since you were having sex yeah. with all of these people and do i need to worry about my sexual i would health? be more worried about that I, yeah I, that's, I, that's why i was that's why i was just yeah. like uh, that's i'm just thinking and i wasn't I even thinking of, of emotions i was thinking of sexual health <laughs> that almost gives you the perfect permission to be able to say <laughs> yeah of course it is it's just like well i need to worry about my body because you know um they're saying that gonorrhea is antibiotic resistance, antibiotic resistance now so. no oh yeah it's been for a while now Jeez. um so <laughs> you it really is a perfect and excuse. that's mainly in the over 50s as a result of yeah. The 50s, yeah yeah it is apparently they're saying that if we're not careful i did a i was doing a campaign brief today but they were telling me by 2040 if we're not careful if we don't get the attention of the government that people can actually start dying from gonorrhea Oh, hell no. Yeah, exactly. Because apparently, like, the the medication that we were supposed to be taking for these STIs are not as effective as they used to be anymore because that they haven't been worked on for so crazy. many years that they're becoming resistant to the medication. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. On it's that crazy. very cheery note. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Sorry, guys. Went from, like, talking about Ashley Madison to STIs that are um, resistant. Right, um... That's all the time we have for today. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed I've this episode. I really enjoyed this. I'm going to think about it's, some stuff on the way home. I enjoyed the role. <laughs> I enjoyed the role playing. I enjoyed yeah. like just listening to different point of views. And you know, I think that's what the use conversation is supposed to be about. You know, yeah. judgment free zone where you come in to listen to different people's opinions and different um, you know, just methods of the way people date the way people have relationships and i think that's really really great so thank you so much lucy my pleasure appreciate it really really appreciate mm -hmm. it but that's all from us lucy please tell us where we can catch you oh on instagram yeah lucy beresford one or on twitter at lucy beresford and my website lucyberesford.com find me on instagram at so nikki underscore and you guys know where to catch me on all socials at Oloni. Same thing with the page. We're only going to be on 10K followers, guys. I think by the time this is out, we'll be on 10K on Instagram. So Amazing. thank you. But yeah, you know where to catch us on all socials. Laid Bear Podcast. Hashtag Laid Bear Podcast. And we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hold up. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.